Hey guys, this is Derek, and I'm here with Mark. Formerly known as Grant. <laughs> Formerly <laughs> known as Mark of the Beast, the heretic. Uh, today we want to talk about church music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just thoughts, different different perspectives on it. Um, what what some people think. We'll give different points of view. Um, I got but, something surprising. I've got something that you may or may not know, but go ahead. But yeah, uh, so if you've ever been in church and been like, well, this music is not to my liking, but yeah, or this is the perfect way that worship should be, uh, this podcast is for you. So welcome to The Truth Response. And we're back. And always... we're back. So Mark's going to pray today. Oh, good. Great. Hold on. Father God, we thank you f- uh, for this time. Uh, I think it's really cool me and Derek can just kind of hang out and just be away from the normal crowd, do something a little bit different. And uh, uh, I'm thankful for that. Um, just be with us as we go through this podcast um, and uh, and we share some ideas and maybe we can you know, um, maybe change some minds, you know, come together on a couple things and, or just decide that some things are just never going to get fixed. And that's that. And that's the beauty of the world. Right. So father, we, uh, I thank you for this time. And, uh, it's in Jesus name that I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So, so what you got, Mark, you well, got something interesting. Well, I don't have anything interesting. I just have maybe a revelation. Some people may or may not know. Um, I can't stand church music. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> so two of us in the room can't stand church music, and we're going to talk about it. So, oh, there's only two of us in the room. Okay, cool. Um, well, I, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I mean, I what, what do you mean by what do you mean by you can't stand church music? Well, like listening to it on the radio, playing it, singing it. What? Well, playing it is okay because I like. I mean, I love playing music. That's right. my thing. So, um, no, I can play it. I can play songs I really can't stand. Um, I think where I get bothered by, I don't even want to call it church music. Um, I want to call it like contemporary Christian music. There you go. Um, is that this re- this notion that it has to be the same mm-hmm. line mm-hmm. for eight minutes? Uh, that okay, I mean, so that you absolutely like, drives me insane. You don't like hillsong bethel elevation versions of songs right so like when they do their like live stuff where they repeat the bridge for 15 minutes yeah and you also don't then like 90s contemporary worship music <laughs> well I, a lot of that was the same thing too some of it was is very good you know, oh yeah don't get no, me some wrong. of it is for sure but but overall where when it starts doing this the same three chord well no i strike that because all this music is really four chords in the truth yeah, right. right all music yeah let's be honest all most m- all music is just four chords right, right. Like, um but when it has the same line over and over, i just don't get what they're trying to, i mean I, yeah you know maybe they're trying to draw people so, in that way but i don't i, I can't connect with it here's my theory right and this is my theory with and and my frustration with with the way that um, 
a lot of times you find uh, the preparation for playing mm-hmm. music on Sundays um, is the ones that the songs that have it done 15 times or whatever like that the same lines or whatever um, that's live right they've decided to do most of the time that's live like if you if you read the music they may do it but that's because they wrote it to to be done in a specific way right this they've orchestrated a moment instead of felt a moment right right so like what so I have the problem of like I think we should do the music our way I think that we should take whatever the song is and do it the way that we do it we should feel it we should do the Holy Spirit's way of doing things right and so like part of the requirement of that is knowing it too like right. being able to take it and just repeat if that's what the Holy Spirit is doing in that moment it doesn't feel out of place and it doesn't feel unnatural. Like a couple of weeks ago, I don't know, it was maybe a couple months ago by the time everybody's listening to this, but um, like we we were ending a song. It was the first song I set and um, the host was getting ready to come up and we were we had gotten to a point where we were acapella and the congregation was kind of singing the the chorus or whatever to the song and they just kept singing it and we just kept going into it like it just just happened right because we were in a moment of worship that to a point where like the host just backed up and was like let let us continue work you know like just let the congregation just continue to repeat because that's what was felt at that moment right that's different. I, I, in, in my opinion, that's different than the whole like writing it into the song 15 times mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. That is letting the Holy Spirit lead the music where it's going to go and lead worship where it's going to go in that moment. But I think that too often people who are writing the music that we're playing on Sunday mornings are trying to create specific moments. And you can't orchestrate a moment you know what i mean you can't orchestrate a everybody to feel this that same feeling in the moment you you play the worship song you give honor to god and when god moves in you you're going to have a moment right you know and so like i i have that issue with the orchestrated stuff right like i i struggle when somebody plans it to be 15 times because the the live recording is 15 times and the live recording is in that high moment of praise and worship where the holy spirit has taken the congregation and they're they're in a moment of worship and so they're just continue to to repeat and that's the recording because they record the stuff live a lot of times you know and so I, that's 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 a struggle of mine so well i'm then i may have a problem in the way I'm doing worship all together, I think, because I'm struggling with all of it. I'm really struggling with like all types of, you know, quote unquote church music. You know, I'm it's it's hard for me to listen. It's been like that since well, I, I was try not worship. to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, that's not so I that that I understand what you're saying and that part of it is like I don't when I, when I'm on my own the the music that I listen to for to get me into a heart of worship is n- not something that 
we will ever play at this church. Right. You know, like I I listen to Christian rock. I listen to Christian rap. I listen to the other stuff that actually gets me pumping that has solid um, biblical truths in it, right? That that it just gets me moving, you yeah. know, gets me thinking. And I may play it on repeat. I may listen to the song 15 times. Right, right. You know? Um, so I don't listen to contemporary music for the most part either. Um, there's a couple of artists I like. I like Shane and Shane. I, I like them. I, I got to meet them. That that was cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I think one thing I want to make clear to, to to our listeners is that we both play in the worship team here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here at church. So what you're going to hear, basically, is two guys who play the music but may, <laughs> but may have a problem with what they're with what they're playing um and and that but you know what i don't think god calls us to be comfortable all the time sure um and especially in a position that uh you know we're in we're we're leading uh we're trying to lead people into a atmosphere of of worship um i got to be real careful about leading i i never like the term leading people into worship because i don't think that's our our gig i don't think that's our thing i think what we try to do as musicians and and worship you know quote-unquote leaders is to create the atmosphere for people who do voluntarily or have the the holy spirit lead them into worship um i don't think that's our place um i think you know as long as we're when we do our job correctly all we're really doing is creating a a, i almost want to say catalyst so i got a question follow up for that yeah uh is the Holy Spirit the only one who can can cause you to worship? Or can you worship even without the Holy Spirit? I think if uh well I think not like with, with like a lack of the Holy Spirit, like but I mean like can you choose to worship without the Holy Spirit prompting you to? No, I don't think so. Why not? Because I think that's uh the only way we know God is through um, an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Right? But isn't isn't that the problem with? Uh, I mean, God says don't worship idols, right? Like, he, but wait a minute. So no, worship can happen without the Holy Spirit, then, right? I mean, if you can worship something else. Oh, I see else, where you're going. I see so, where you're going. Okay, so so if you can worship something besides God, then the Holy Spirit isn't required. Yeah, for no, worship to happen. No, I agree with that. So so. My thought is that you're right, like, the Holy Spirit is the one that moves us in the midst of worship, but we're called to worship regardless. Right. Like, all of creation was created to worship God, right? Yeah. Like, we were created to worship God, the rocks and the trees will cry out if we cease to. Like, it's it's just one of those things that all of creation was created to worship God. And so, I think that the idea behind we're leading in worship uh, goes hand in hand with something that I try to beat into anybody who says I'm tired of playing some certain song. Um, and that is like, okay, you as the worship leader, right? That's all of the worship team is the worship leader, right? Like we're going to, as a whole group, you should be able to play the same song 500 times and still worship through it. Yeah, I agree because with that. Because 
it's your heart in it, right? You may be tired of the song. Don't get me wrong. I know there's plenty of songs that people get tired of that even I get tired of playing. But whenever you play it and whenever you sing, you choose to worship in that moment. And you choose to lay yourself and your heart before God so that the Holy Spirit can move, right? Because you have to be willing. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to move. Mm-hmm. Not always, but, you know, you do. You I mean, be, that's, that's, well, that's the part. Maybe the better way to say that is you have to be receptive to it. The, the Holy Spirit's going to move whether you allow it, whether you try to not allow it or not. But if you are, if you build your a wall between yourself and, and God. I feel like, yeah, the Holy Spirit is going to push. It's right? going to push. He's going to push, but he allows you to, to say be no. open to it or not, yeah. right? Um, but so, so my thing with that is that, like, we are leading mm-hmm. them into worship because we need to be coming in worshiping. Whether the Holy Spirit's moving or not, that's what our job is to come in and worship, and that thus leads them to know. Okay, so we're we are creating the atmosphere. I think that's part of it. I think that's a big part of it. Um, but we're also leading them to this spot because we need to be the example of it, right? Like we are in worship, whether they are or not. Right. If you sat out in a congregation before, when you know you just weren't feeling it. And, and you just weren't in the mood to worship. Like, I've been there. Like, and that's on them. But it didn't mean that they weren't leading us to that. You know what I mean? Now, the Holy Spirit moves you and, like, really can do some crazy stuff, right? Like, he can he can move your heart in one direction or another. And, and the Holy Spirit is always with you. And so we're also in a... Uh, two or more are gathered situation at that point, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, uh, where two or more are gathered, he is with us also. Um, that's what I mean by that. Um, so, with that said, like, I think that, that we are leading them in that moment. So, because we, we're choosing to worship. That is the time that we are choosing to worship through music because, you know, worship's other things, too, like, worship... You can worship in all the things you do, um, but through music, we are—we've set this up to where this is the type of worship we're doing right now, and so we are to lead in that, in that way. Like that—that that is us leading them before God, essentially. In in that, now, the Holy Spirit is also going to move who He wants to move and when He wants to move and all of that, you know. But I don't know. I. I I can't get on board with it just being atmosphere, I don't think. You know, like, we're not just setting up the atmosphere for worship. That is part of it. Um, And, like, with production and everything else, like, there should be, like, we're trying to get all the distractions out of the way for the moment, you know, and set that whole scene, which... I want to jump on the distraction thing a little bit, just just for a second. So go for it. Um, So one of the things that's unique to this church... um, you know, rise unique to Rise Christian Church is that is our lighting. I think our lighting is unique. I think, um, uh, you know, we do a, we do like a haze machine. Do we even use the haze machine mm-hmm. anymore? Okay, because mm-hmm. um, I haven't noticed it. But anyway, well, sorry. That, that sorry. means it's working right. Oh, okay. I mean, right. I mean, if you don't notice it, it it's only supposed to be from the out there's perspective. It's supposed to be for light beams. To right, be right, right. That's it. So, well, what, doesn't that create distractions though? 
Um, I've always thought so. The the, the 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 whole reason I'm bringing that up is because I have been in other. Churches. I think it can. Yeah, but but so can just about anything, right? Like, so the idea is that, right, is that the things that the elements, right? So mm-hmm. like haze or the light beams or the lights or the moving anything, like is going with how the feeling of the song is going. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably would feel less production-y, I guess, if we were able to do it on the fly. But we don't have the setup for it or the trained people for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I think that it could feel like more Holy Spirit-led if we were able to do it on the fly. But we just we don't have that yeah, at yeah. this point in time. Um but I mean, I can definitely see it being a distraction to some people. I mean, I do. I, I, that's one of the things where it's like, uh, like, how much is too much? Right. Is, you know what I mean? Right. And what things are too much? Yeah, yeah. Um, me personally, I, I like the light beams. Like, I don't, I don't feel that's a distraction at all. It's just one of those things that it makes me, I don't know. It, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the rock feel without the, without stepping on toes right, <laughs> you know right, what i mean right where where i can get a little piece of that feeling through through lights even you know um but at the same time like how much of that's too much because of the production of it all you know how much of it is too much because now it feels like a concert you know versus yeah. um i don't know like where where does that line get drawn and and i think that's a, a something we have to revisit you know and I think that if people start saying, okay, that's distracting, we got to listen to that. You right. Know? Um, I haven't heard a lot of that, which is, I mean, I'm one of the elders here at the church, just for, for the record, and so I hear all of the complaints. Um, <laughs> so whether that's, you know, another elder is bringing it up, generally not necessarily mentioning names. So if you're in our congregation and you're listening, I mean, you're not being pointed out, but no. we, we do bring up the things that are complained about because it, they're important um, to at least hear and think through. Um, so I, I, I would have heard that one. I mean, I think I've heard that once or twice, which means one or two people have said something or cared enough or been distracted enough by it to say something, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so, but at the same time, do we change everything on on the whim of one person? And and I don't think that that's right either. See, and that was the big problem that I had when I was worship leader here, you know, way back, is that it didn't matter what I did, somebody was going to complain, and that drove me absolutely insane. You know, it was just like I, I walked. Intention those people. I mean, I but I I couldn't. And and the worst, <laughs> the worst was when people would come up and complain. Directly before I w- we were supposed to go and and start service, and that would throw me off so bad. Yes, but um, one of the things that I learned to do is that um, that I've had several people who have been doing it for a long time tell me the same thing. Uh, post um, me me learning it <laughs> the hard way uh, is. Uh, there's only a few people that I care what you have to tell me yeah. in, in the midst of, of running stuff. Now, if it's Thursday night and we're at practice and you say something, okay, 
I'll give it some consideration. Like if you're not one of those those few people that that I like hold in in like I don't want to say high regard because I hold people in high regard, but in that specific area, right? In music and in production, which means like sound and lights and and all that slides. Um, if you're not one of those few people on Sunday morning, I just in one ear and eye out the other. Mm. You know, I might even appease you by pretending to turn a fader up or down. You know, like the, <laughs> pretending to turn it down a little bit. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, and I, I've done it a number of times. And, I, and I'm sorry if it's offensive to you elders that I've done it to. Like, I've done it to elders. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, if you don't know, if you don't know sound and you don't know lights and all of that stuff, like, I not going to listen to you on a Sunday morning mm. after a Sunday morning. Okay. Like I'll take this stuff into consideration that you said. Um, sometimes I try to translate what they're saying too, because like uh, they're too loud, right? The, the, the complaint of it's too loud. is not always true. It's, it's not always that it's too loud and I need to turn the speakers down. That's not necessarily the fix because it could be the decibels are right where it needs to be. But certain sound frequencies may be too loud and we got to EQ something down a little bit. So that's why Sunday morning, I'm not going to do it then because mm -hmm. that's not, that's not the time for that's that. That's not right? the time. That's not the time for that. But, um, so there's certain people that if they say something to me though, like for instance, on, in, in this church specifically, like Rob, if Rob comes up and is like, dude, the mics are too hot, then I'm going to turn the mics down. Right. Because he's just one of those people that, okay, I, you're right. Like he's he's got the ear. He's got he's got the knowledge. I've worked with him long enough that I have a certain level of like respect for his critiques. Um, that on a Sunday morning I'll adjust that. And that's not to say that I won't adjust things for other people if I'm also hearing it. But I'm not gonna just turn something down because you think it's too loud. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not just gonna turn the overall speakers down because you think it's too loud. Or uh, for instance, lights, right? I've had the complaint of it's too dark in here. Right. Um, did you just come from out there? Because it doesn't matter if we have the lights on, it's going to be darker in here if you just came from outside. You know, like, especially down here in Florida where the sun beats down, I feel 30 <laughs> times as hard as anywhere else in the United States. So, like, it, it's, I, I'm sorry. Get here yeah. early. If you get here early, it's not going to be too dark for you. Yeah. And and nothing is stopping you from getting here early and we don't stop you from coming through the doors. The doors are shut, but we don't stop you from coming in early. Right. We don't do that. Um so if you have a problem, try to fix it. You know, like understand that you are not why we're here. That's that's one of those things that like I I can't say that necessarily in the moment, <laughs> but I wish I could. Um but it's one of those things that's like, okay, it's too cold in here. Until we get 100, 300 people in here, if we get 300 people in this room, like, it's not too cold. And if it's too cold for you, that's a you thing. Like, right. your body needs to be warmer. And you can bring a jacket. Like, right. you, can, you can prepare for this. Like, we're going to set it at the same temperature every week. And if it's too cold for you, bring a jacket every week. Sit somewhere different. Don't sit under a vent. If it's too loud, sit, sit some... underneath the speakers. Yeah. I know that sounds dumb, but if you sit up towards the front, underneath of the speaker on the sides, 
like in our church specifically, it's going to be quieter. That's mm-hmm. just where it is. So if you're in a different church, right, if you're listening from somewhere else and, and you go to a church and you're like, oh, the music's too loud, or somebody, you hear the complaint, the music's too loud, suggest sitting somewhere different. And I know in a lot of churches, especially Baptists growing up, if you sit somewhere different, you're either sitting in somebody else's spot, you know, with the invisible name written on it. Right. Or, or you know, you're not sitting in your spot and somebody else might sit there while you're sitting somewhere else, you know. Um, but, like, get get over the fact that you're not here for you, right? And that's right. that's why I think that us, we are leading, right? Because I think the standard for anybody that's on the stage leading worship through music they need to be over themselves. They they need to be they need in that moment. Now after after the fact, you can have complaints. Like that's that's part of it. Like complaining or or uh, critiquing. Uh, it's not always complaint, but sometimes it feels that way. Um, but critiquing um, those things can happen after and before you know you get to the point of it's Sunday morning. But on Sunday morning, like you are called to set the standard for you're in worship right now. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I agree and, with that. And so, like, that's why if you played the same song 15 times in a row on a Sunday morning, it's not about you. Like, that's a moment where um, you – you. that's a moment where you could be like, okay, get over yourself. You know, like – that that's, that's that's a moment where you need to you need to tell yourself that yeah that's the right? sacrifice of worship right? and that's that's the sacrifice of leading worship mm-hmm. now after the fact okay like had a situation recently right music my the electric guitar I learned I finally learned electric part and it was <laughs> and it was like almost completely out of the mix like. I had several people come up to me and say, did you play today? <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. Uh, we heard like three notes and I was like, oh man, really? Like I, I actually like learned all this stuff to do, you know, this fancy stuff. I used right. to, I used a volume pedal and all these things playing electric guitar. Um, and, and it was like afterwards, you know, I played, I played on, on stage. I, I led with the idea that like, okay, Maybe it's just them, you know, like uh, I'm hearing it great in my ears and I just worshiped. But then after after the fact is like I hear it from like two other people and I'm like, man, like that's frustrating. Right. So I went and talked to the person about it. Right. That that did it. Um. So, I mean, like, but if I had been like, oh, well, I'm just I, I heard that complaint first service. I'm not going to play second service. Right. Like that's a moment where, OK, it's not about you. You need to get over yourself. Right. But if you're moving forward, that's a different situation, right? Like you're like, okay, what's up? Uh, you didn't have me in the mix. Like, if is that going to be a normal thing? Do you want me playing electric? Am I not doing the right things? Like, does it sound bad? Like, though, that's a moment of critique. Like, what's gonna? Why is this happening that way? But that's for after, right? Like, that's not for Sunday morning. Like, that's not for the during service. When you're in service, you're leading worship. And that is whatever happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. Whatever God does, because I, I am an honest believer that God does something between me playing and singing and the speakers. Because a lot of times people are like, oh, man, worship was so good. 
And it's like, really? Because that's not what it sounded like <laughs> in my ears, you know? Like, like I, it was worship was good, but like I screwed up a lot, you know? And and so like, I feel like the mm. more I've realized that it's it's God does something between me and those speakers, I've realized that it it's not about me, mm. right? So. I'll worship whether I hit a wrong note or not, you know, and and as soon as I screw something up, I just try to get right back on board, you know, and and try to try to get back in in line, you know, um, because it honestly that's that's the position we have to we have to bring our hearts to is it's not about me, it's about worshiping God, right, right. So I don't know. I mean, that's that was a lot well, of, uh, on that tangent, but. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, there's a lot there, so let's pull that apart a little bit. Okay. I mean, there's a responsibility within the congregation to prepare for worship, right? You sure. Know, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because you mentioned a, a couple different things, like, you know, if it's too cold, bring a jacket. If it's too dark, come early. There's prep work. You know, it's not up to the leaders to drag you into worship. There's some prep work that that individuals have to do on their own to get ready for church and get ready for worship, right? It, you cannot right. expect somebody on a stage through whether they're playing or whether they're talking to to make you do something, right? Or to cause you to fall into this worship thing. Um you've got to come in yeah. with with your own you know, with your own stuff in order, you know, not, not that you got to have your life in order, but you got to come in with a heart that says, yeah, I'm ready to worship this morning. You know, yeah. are you looking for Jesus? Yeah. Like, are you looking for Jesus when you came in this morning? Yeah. Like, Cause if not, and I think you're in the wrong church, you know, like, <laughs> like that's, that's one of those things that, that it is absolutely a major part. Right now, if it's a, if, if there's like 30 people that are like, it's too cold in here. Oh, okay. It might actually be too cold, right? right? Like it, 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 we may have bumped it down too far or it's just a cold day and we need to bump it up, you know, the heat up a little bit. That doesn't happen here in Florida. So I just, <laughs> that's a generalization. Um, but if, I mean, if it's a large swath of people, it's the responsibility of leadership to take that into consideration and adjust. There's your distractions, right? Right. There, those are the things that become the distractions. Um, but if it's like a few, a, if if you're the person who's complaining about a lot of things, you're the one that needs to be preparing, mm -hmm. right? Like you're the one that is at fault for at least half of those, and if not, at least think about it, right? Think through, okay, is this something that I can fix? You know, is there something that I'm doing or that I could do to fix my problem with said thing? Can you bring in a flashlight? Absolutely. Bring in a flashlight, shine it at the ground, walk your way to your seat. Yep. Like, the, there's a solution for those who have a problem coming in. I mean, it's that there are things that you can do to fix the your distraction, right? Like, for personal distraction. Now, it, I, there's always going to be those people that complain about everything, right? And those people, I completely ignore. I, I don't even give them the time of day. I, I mean, and that may be disrespectful, but, like, man, if you're going to complain about everything in worship, maybe you go find another church that does things more the way that you feel comfortable worshiping in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that just to me is one of those things that, okay, you're you're possibly in the wrong church. Like, 
then that's okay. You know, yeah. we all do different things differently because that that's where we're called to. We're all different, you know. Some people are the the hands, some people are the feet, some people are the mouths. Like it it just you, you may be in in the wrong place. If if you have that much of a complaint with it, if you have that much of a problem with it. Um because I'll tell you my in-laws they have certain standards that they they have for what they want worship to be like, right? But they found a way to be okay worshiping differently. Mm-hmm. There are certain things they won't negotiate on, and so they'll go to a different church. But if if there are certain things, like I think that the church they're at now has has no band. Like I think it's just choir and maybe really? a, a piano or something. And that's not necessarily their preference, right? They they don't really like that's not their thing necessarily, but the the church is where they're they're supposed to be. That you know, they feel like that's that's the right one. And so they overlook some of that. You know, like and that's where we're called to be. You know, like right. that's that's how we are called to be as Christians is like you, you've I believe that we're called a lot more than we listen. Right. The things that we do, the places that we go, I feel like we're being called to things and ignoring the calling. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I think that that uh, if if the if you have a problem with most of the things in worship, maybe you're being called somewhere else. Maybe God is making you uncomfortable. You know, maybe God's making you uncomfortable A to grow you. That could be a thing. You know, you could be being made uncomfortable because God's trying to grow you in that moment. Or he's trying to call you somewhere else where he wants you to be and and you're not picking up on the hint. I mean, that those are things that actually can happen, too, you know? That happened here with me. Yeah. Yeah. I left um, I left for two years, and that, that lead up to leaving was—I was miserable. I was— You know, let's talk about that for a minute because, like, yeah. I came in as the tech guy— Right. When right you left, I got hired as a tech guy. Right? right. And then your your frustrations and stuff, like your the way like I felt that and I actually thought that I was the the problem. No. I thought I was the root. I, I well I yeah, get yeah. that now. Yeah, like when yeah. and Mark and I are in discipleship together. So like we, we everything between us I think has been completely worked out. I don't think we have anything hiding in a closet anywhere between the two of us we'll we'll talk after class (laughs) okay okay okay. um but so but i did i thought i thought i was like man i feel like mark hates me for this and i'm like ah i just that's not that's not what happened like that's not what i was trying to do i'm not even in his position you know like i was creating these feelings for you in my head yeah that were like I, I don't even know what you felt. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it was just like I created them. And so like, and I, we've never talked about this, but um, I don't think we've talked about this before. I don't think we've talked about it now. But I mean, like I just, I was like, oh, I feel like Mark hates me. Right. I feel like this is my fault. Like, I feel like he thinks this is my fault for him, you know, being gone or, or I don't know if you got let go or you stepped down. I don't know any of that. Like, sure. so like it almost felt like you got asked to step down uh, cause they were hiring me and it was like, but I'm not even like worship leading, you know, like I'm All not right. doing any of that. Like, so I, so, I was, I was more or less let go. You know, I was asked to step down, Okay, but the, 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 
the frustration with the, the the whole thing was was happening way before that and uh there were certain things that i wanted to do within the church that we are you know the funny things the things that i wanted to do we're doing now yeah but i wasn't allowed to do then um uh, uh that was part of the frustration and then there was uh you know uh certain leadership decisions that were being made that I was just like, you know, why are we doing this? And then on top of that, um, you know, you had people in the congregations, you know, like I said earlier that you know, you just couldn't please and that kind yeah. of thing. So I stepped down. Um, and when I, uh, well, I was asked to step down. Um, and when that was actually a big relief for me, <clears throat> but at that point I kind of felt alienated. Um, mm. and I also had the thing that, uh, where I was not worship leader, but I still was in that worship leader mindset. Yeah. And I, I think really inside of me, I was still wanting that for all the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? Okay. Like yeah, I was yeah. wanting to retain that because it was something that was mine. You know, I, you know, I built this from whatever. Mine, comfort level. Those, there's a lot of things that go into that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so there was a lot of that building up. And then when I got, um, hooked up at the other church, um, you know, that at that time, it was one of those rare moments. And I know you've had these moments as it, uh, I'm going to try to explain this to people who are not musicians. Um, there are moments when, when you're a musician and you're playing and you run into a group of people that you may not have ever played with before. And it just clicks. Yeah. It's, it's literally like Lego blocks. You For know sure. what I mean? So when I got hooked up with the other church, that was that. And I mean, it just felt right. And the more that that felt right, the more that what was happening here and the way I felt about this church felt wrong. And it was just this, you know, it was like the scales slowly tilting to one side. And uh, it just got to a point where I was like, okay, this is where I need to go. Um, <clears throat> in hindsight now, what God was calling me, uh, God was calling me out of here to humble me because I had such an inflated ego in, in this church because I was a worship leader and I really felt like my stuff was the right well, and stuff. And you were still playing and singing still and all playing, that stuff. All was still involved. Right. And, and that's, you know, and that's tough, right? Cause when you get, when you're a leader, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're a leader and then all of a sudden you're asked to not lead, but you're still involved in the piece that you were leading. Yeah. Whew, that's, yeah, well, that's... and and I mean I've shared this before, and if any of you are listening that were involved in this, there's zero hard feelings towards anybody. Um, at this point, you know, yeah. I've, I've let go of all of that, and and uh, but yeah, immediately after, pretty much immediately after, I got asked to step down, right, from tech and youth. Um, and not for moral reasons, you know, it wasn't, and I know that wasn't for you either. That no. wasn't, it wasn't like you did anything wrong, wrong. per se. Right. Um, and I just had, I had, I had been lackadaisical in certain areas because I got jaded with some people. That's, that's what happened, I think, in, in my situation. But, so I get asked to step down, right, from my tech position if for, for this specific thing. And then a couple months later, uh, the pastor steps down, right, leaves. And then immediately when that happens, the elders ask me to 
step into the role I was doing for tech as a volunteer. As a volunteer, yep. And so it yeah. was like, and they also they had asked they had actually asked me to also be the worship leader, mm-hmm. and I was like, look, I can bail you out of a couple of weeks. Well, you're gonna have to find somebody else to lead worship. Like I just, I mean, I could play. I, I still play, but like I can't be in charge of that. That's that's something I I just can't like yeah. take that on. Um, but I I stepped into the tech tech role, you know, and uh, as a volunteer. I mean, because at that point I had realized when when I got asked to step down, uh, that was the moment that Lizzie and I had to come to Jesus moment with Jesus like he <laughs> he we were like okay I, I asked her like what what are we doing are we staying or are we going and she said I feel called to stay and I said done and that is when that's when like it became no longer about me mm-hmm. you know I mean obviously there's still moments that are about me right like I don't I'm not perfect in that at all um but overall my mindset shifted to it's not about me. And so when they asked me to take it, it was like, this hurts, but it's not about me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to let it drop. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, so I feel you. Yeah. I, I feel that. Like yeah. I feel that being asked to continue doing what you were <laughs> doing before <laughs> um, and and now being a volunteer, uh, yeah, I I totally get that. Yeah. And and I'm sure there's people out there that, that are listening that, that they've – they felt that in one way or another, whether it's in church or not, you know, like that's, that's something that sometimes generally it's church. I mean, cause church is the one place where you can, you still volunteer, you know what I mean? To do stuff. Um, but yeah. So, so you get called so, away for a while. So, and that was a humbling experience. Yeah. So when I came, you know, um, you know, and, and when, what sooner or later I know I'll, come in here and do a testimony thing so i don't want to i don't want to let the entire cat out of the bag right, but, right um but when i came so when i started coming back i was in a different i was in a different completely different mindset yeah um and Not that's i know it felt like a different church yes it with did. the same people which yeah. is cool like that i i felt that too you know over over the time like i got to watch that happen a little bit but like it felt like a different church though than what it was when you left Right, you know when you when you decided to go to the other yeah. church and well. so um and that's why you know there's been times where I've been asked uh, by you and others to engage in 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 kind of a quasi leadership role and it's just like uh, no it's okay yeah. I mean I'll offer suggestions um, but you know I've been there um, and. I don't want to take things over and make it about me again. You know what yeah. I mean? I just want to stay the humble. I try to stay the humble bass player guy as much as I can. Um, you know, and my, you know, considering what I do for a living, it would be very easy to just come in here and just saying, you know, this, that, and the other, and start pointing and saying, we got to change, you know, and I, to be honest so, with you, I don't need that. You know, I don't. Sure. And I get that. And, and I'm not saying that, that you, you should do that, right? right. Um, but, I mean, if you're in a similar, if, if somebody out there is in a similar uh, situation, and, and maybe even maybe even you, um, there might be there might be something in the mid- middle ground, 
right? Like you may be at some point being pushed back into some sort of leadership, but with the newfound humility and, and that's hard. Like taking, taking the, the old thing that you used to do, being pulled out of it, being taught a lesson, right? By God. And then now you're going back to said thing and have to apply the lesson regularly and constantly. And, and I'm and I'm telling you, I still get well, I still get frustrated with it. You know, there's a lot of things <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait. So there I have this line. Um I use it both in my job and I've started to use it here uh with this group is I'll wait. So if you've pe- used it on the podcast a couple of times. Oh, have I used yeah, it on the you podcast? Use it, you used it on me on, on the podcast a couple of so times. So I'll wait basically means older episodes. But. You've asked me a question. Basically, uh I'll wait is you've asked me something or you wanted me to put have some kind of input and then when I try to give my input, somebody is doing something <laughs> else and I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I ask you a question and yeah. then I'm going to answer the question gonna, for you. Somebody's yeah. gonna answer it for me. So yeah. I'll wait. You know, yeah. but um, so <laughs> trigger words. Derek's, yeah, exactly. Derek's trigger words. You know, and I, I watch uh, Derek's eyes completely turn red. And uh, but anyway, um, that one's not not as bad. No, no. If you want to get your Goku, what is it? Uh, congregational worship yeah, music. I hate. I hate. <laughs> Which is how this podcast started. About, <laughs> yeah, I hate it when we talk about congregational worship music because that means something different to everybody. I mean, let's be honest. Like what what we're asking for is is a you have a specific and me too I, it's I, I have my own what i think congregational worship quote unquote should be right? right or is allowed to be or whatever right looks like and everybody everybody who's in music well no everybody everybody has that right like if you go into a church you have what you think worship should be like right and and some things are within your limits and some things are outside of your limits, right? But I hate it whenever someone says that's not congregational worship because it's like, okay, hold on. Like, that's not how you want to do worship. I get that. I can get on board with the fact that you want to do worship a certain way. But my problem comes in when you're telling me that the way I see congregational worship being able to be is wrong. And that's not the case. Like, I've been... And, and this is something I try not to try not to say anymore because now I realize how it sounds. I've been I've been doing worship for over twenty years, right? Like when you bring up how long you've been doing stuff, you know, as though it's some kind of credibility, right? Um, but I have been I have been in worship, leading in one capacity or another, singing, playing guitar, or whatever for for twenty years. I I I at least know what worship is, right? In in the sense of like I know what we do in church. You know, I know what songs work in church and which songs don't, you know, um, as do most people who have led led worship for f- 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know what what it looks like and what it doesn't. And it's like, I understand what you're trying to say is that you don't feel like we need to do th- things this way. Right. But that doesn't mean that it's not congregational worship. It doesn't mean that the congregation can't worship to that. Just like I think the congregation could worship to spoken word in the midst of a song or or even to to a rap song. I saw it. I, I, I saw 
when we were doing church hurt, right? I saw the church get on their feet, clap and dance to the church clap song while Carla was dancing to it. But what you didn't see was the four people out in the foyer because I happened to be standing out there. I didn't see him that Sunday, but you know what? Those same four people, not the exact same four people, but like people people do that all the time about all of it, right? Like even the songs that 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 certain certain people think are considered acceptable, right? Like that's the thing is that there's always going to be 10% of the people going to complain about everything. Well, no, I And it doesn't mean it's the same 10%, right? But like it it not everything's going to tickle everybody's fancy. But that's that's and that's where leadership comes into role. And, and but you sure. have it has to be um, that w- the leader is is going to specify how this looks. Okay, biblically, sure. biblically they should right. be they should always be in the world and in prayer on this thing. Absolutely. Uh, but the leader needs to say this is the way this church is going to go. Sure, and, and, and I don't I don't disagree with that. I I am saying like whenever you say that this is the only pigeonhole, right? Like this is the only hole that that worship could fit. Like worship is only anything that can fit in this circle. Like that is where that's what congregational worship like that. When someone says that's not congregational worship, that's what that says to me is, okay, congregational is only worship is only what fits in this circle. And everything outside of that is not congregational worship. And I'll tell you, I disagree with you. The circle is what you feel. Maybe you felt led, right? Maybe God, maybe God's led you to this is this is how we're going to do worship in this in this congregation. Okay, mm-hmm. that God God does put circles and squares and and triangles in places because we're all different, right? Like I get that, but if you try to tell me that worship can't be done in any other way in a congregation setting, uh, I disagree with you. Yeah, you know, and and to the point of that church clap song. The church, the majority of the people in our church were more excited during that song than they are half the time or were half the time at that time in our worship service. Mm -hmm. And you know what that says to me? That says to me, like, that's okay on occasion at the very least, right? Like, they felt it. The Holy Spirit was moving in that moment. And so, like... That's congregational worship. <laughs> the congregation is worshiping in that moment together, right. right? That literally is what that is, you know. So, and I'm not, I'm not advocating for us to do rap music all the time, or, or even rock. Like I get it. Like, or even songs by those those people. But what I'm saying is, don't tell me that so, people can't worship like that in our setting. So could it be a generational thing? You know what I mean? Because personally, I don't. I don't get in. I mean, let me Maybe. put it to you this way: rap music, I can take in little chunks, sure. little little pieces. Right. But I cannot sit through. I would never go to a Lecrae concert. Sure. I would never ever do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And and like I said, I think that you have to read the congregation on some of that, right? Like, right. But when we do something different on occasion, it could be a very good oh, it stirs thing, it up, man. right? And and so. To dismiss things because you don't think there's something that the congregation can worship to, it just it fries my circuit. Like I just get so so frustrated with it. Um, and I and I don't think that's absolutely do not believe at all whatsoever that that is the intention of of anybody who has said that to me ever. 
right? Like, I don't believe that 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 is their intention to get me stirred up or to to tell me that you can't worship in a different way. But that's what it says whenever people hear it. You mm-hmm. know, like that. That's what that's what that ends up saying to people is that that no. The way that congregational worship has to be is the way that I've set it out. Yeah, and that's, and that's like wrong. No, no, it doesn't. And it, we could even do some other things on occasion, like to stir the pot, right? Right. Because because people get excited about some changes every once in a while. Yeah. You know, like forced change sometimes feels really good. Yeah. Like and and for instance uh we just we just got a guy a newer guy on the on the praise team who he's now playing acoustic for the most part sometimes he plays piano um but he was playing piano um and i had always played a certain song a certain way right and and in a certain key right i was super comfortable with it i was leading the song and he was like well we should we should change the key to this key because it will sound better coming out of this other song and we can go back into that song into the bridge of it and all this different stuff and it was like i don't like that <laughs> but we did it and it felt yeah. awesome like it yeah. was frustrating because it felt good you know yeah. i mean i didn't like how we ended like how that song ended that way but it felt good does that make sense yeah. like i didn't like it but it felt good yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a weird feeling but um but it was one of those things that it, it stretched me because I listened to somebody who wanted to do something different, right? Like, and do we do it all the time? No. Like, that we're not going to put those two songs together every time we do it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and if we do, then we do it that way because it felt good. It was right, you know? Right. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that that is how worship should should be approached even is that like – Okay, I I I feel called that that God has has called us to do worship songs that fit this mold, right? Yeah. And how? We're fifty four minutes. Okay, so um, the I, I do want to ask one more question since you are an elder. Oh, okay. What about structure within within worship? You know, uh, so I personally I personally like that you know worship. Or music. See, just we. Everybody know knows right now that we're talking about musical worship, right? Right, like, right. We, we all know that worship is used for music because I think that I honestly I think that we've gotten away from the idea of what worship is. Yeah. But yes. But at the same time, like when we're talking about musical worship, we don't have to specify that that's not the only thing worship is. Everybody knows that that's what we're talking about right, right. now. Right. You know? So, and I've been in churches where you know you go in at eight and there's no end time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, ah, so I, miss that stuff. Ooh, I love that so I, much. But dude, I can't do it. I cannot sit there. And you that's need to come I'm to Honduras gonna... with me. You need to come to Honduras with me because you know like, what? That's probably not a bad idea. Can you uh, get off work on October twenty third through the third? Not okay. not the shorter notice, but you know what? Do you the have, next, your, the you next, have your passport? No, okay. I'd have to get a whole passport. It's it's way too late to start that. You want to go next time? Maybe next time. Okay, I think I'm down. All right, because I I think I'm really at a point where. Um, I can't connect to, uh, you know. I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound really wrong, but you, you got to understand. There's a there's a piece of me that does say not. Yeah. Does, there's <laughs> a piece of me that does not connect with God through worship, through music anymore. Yeah. Okay. I'm really struggling with that right now. 
the spoken word, preaching, listening to the Bible, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, I totally get engaged in. But music, I have lost. I've lost that. So I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right that I need to really get out of the shell of even American yeah. churches. Oh, man. There's something to, like, bilingual worship that yeah. is, like, crazy good. Um, but, but but the whole, like, not you were saying, you know, the not end time thing. That's what you were yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying. Well, I was You've saying structure. Churches, you've been to churches that, that you that, start and don't even have an end time. Don't there's have, no, like, there's some structure, but it's, like, it's free range. It's free you know? range, and then when they finally burn out on singing, you know, when people are burnt out on it, you know, people have lost their voices and that kind of thing. Now, yeah. the, now the preacher comes up and he gives his message. Yeah. Um, and that could take, you know, if he starts on a tangent, forget about it. You're there for hours. Right. Um, what What about worship? Uh, worship structure. Should so, wor- should worship have some kind of structure to it? An outline. It's kind of like what we do for the podcast, right? right. Like sometimes we'll have like a, a list of questions. Except for today. <laughs> well, right. Except for today. Um, but a lot of times we'll have like a list of questions and that I send out ahead of time. Like, hey, here's, here's some questions to get conversation started that I'm going to ask. And some things so you can think about it. But we don't, we don't write out what we're going to say, yeah. you know? Um, so it allows for the Holy Spirit to move within that. And I, I, I am a firm believer that we should do whatever the Holy Spirit is telling us to do in the moment. Like, if the Holy Spirit in the middle of a song told me, stop singing and start praying out loud— I need to do that because mm-hmm. that's Jesus only did what what God told him to. His father told him to. And and the Holy Spirit only does what you know Jesus and the Father tell him to. Like and so we're called to do the same thing. Like we're called to follow the Holy Spirit. And so I, I think that there needs to be an outline. There needs to be a structure, but it can't be rigid because if it's rigid then you are putting God in a box that that he can't get out of, right? That you're not going to allow him out of. Um, and I think that that you should have some sort of something. But also, like, if a Sunday goes long because the Holy Spirit is leading music to keep going or or the sermon to, to go a different route than, than the preacher had originally wanted to end— um, that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's something that there's somebody there that needs that, mm-hmm. and it may not be you. Mm-hmm. It may it may be tough on the on the children's director, right? Like because now they've got a bunch of kids that they're trying to to wrangle for an extra fifteen or twenty minutes. Um, but at the same time, like that's happening. Maybe. Maybe there's something being called, you're being called to do too in those in those areas. You know, I, I don't know, um, but when it's every week, there's a lack of structure or it's going over or whatever. Like that's that's a problem too. Okay. I mean, because I, I feel like the Holy Spirit's not going to do that, or there needs to be a different structure that He's calling you to. Like He's calling you to a different something. A you know, like the place. structure yeah. should be should be corrected or or done differently if if He's if He's truly calling you. And moving you to do things that cause you to go over every single service, you know. Um, but I think we still have to listen to the Holy Spirit in in that. Like, if man, if the Holy Spirit moves, 
and we have revival and we play for five days, like, dude, if who are we to stop God from from doing a thing? You know, like, it, forget the job. If the Holy Spirit is moving us to 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 just be in the midst of singing praise to God and doesn't doesn't want us to leave and it's clear that he doesn't want us to leave like he'll take care of us and get us hired somewhere else right like if 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 we miss our work like it it's just a thing like it, we as Christians are called to be set apart in that way mm-hmm. um that we don't we don't work by the world's standards right we we don't follow uh, the world and we don't follow a piece of paper and we don't follow a certain person's lead. Like we follow the Holy spirit ultimately and, and, and what he guides us to. And so with that, he has called certain people to, to set a structure. Right. But I, I think that, that we also have to be very conscious of, of the, the fact that the Holy spirit can move. And so I've seen in American churches, um, more so the the rigidness of structure in, in worship services than the lack thereof, um, where it's like, okay, we better end by 11.30 because I have lunch plans, and that's right. what matters. Right. And it's like, oh, man, like, really? Yeah. You didn't show up for Jesus at all today, did you? Yeah. Because you were thinking about lunch. Like, if you showed up for Jesus, you would just sit in his presence. Like, that's what the children wanted to do, and he he told the disciples, you better not hold them back, right? Like, people just wanted to sit in his presence. They just wanted to hear him talk. That's why people, 5,000 people, 5,000 men gathered that day and, and listened to him just talk. Mm. And, and, like, and that happens today. We are just so programmed to... to be worried about us. Yeah. That we ignore the Holy Spirit. We ignore the the fact that we are here to just sit in his presence and and just be with him. Like I harp on it a lot and I know I say it a lot on here. Like I don't care as much about heaven as most people. I know I'm going there. Mm-hmm. I'll figure that out when I get there. Right? Like I that's that's a different day, right? That's that's tomorrow, right? That that lands in that tomorrow zone that I'm not supposed to worry about because it's going to take care of itself, right? And so like I just want to sit in the presence of Jesus and and walk in the presence of Jesus now and today. And I think that as Americans we've lost that. Mm-hmm. Um man, I can't wait to go to Honduras here in a couple of weeks. October 23rd is when I fly out and um Regardless if if I've raised the money or not, I'm spending the money out of my own pocket, right? Like, um, I've got a hundred of the seven hundred that I need. So, oh holy that's cow, a, that's and it's, it's pretty cheap this time around. It'll right. be about twelve hundred dollars, I think, is is what it'll land at for maybe a little less for us at this church because of the fact that airfare is cheaper. Um, but generally speaking, the people that run it, my dad's one of the ones that runs the mission trip. Um. He they do it for about twelve hundred bucks is about what it ends up being, um, which is super cheap for a lot of mission trips. I mean, that's that's a really low cost, but they cut out the middleman. So, um, but anyways, so I'm super excited because like, not only do I get to like go and worship with them 
and actually, you know, and, and do all the other things. The, the missions work, right? But I just get to hear people who live in the spiritual realm every day. Like, that's something that, that we've gotten rid of the, the spiritual. And I know this is for a podcast for a great podcast for a different top different day. Um, but we here in America have gotten rid of the spiritual things Yep. for the yep. material things. And so like, that's why I feel like I, I truly believe that, that we don't have demon possession as much. Right. Cause they don't need to do that. They, mm. they don't, they don't need to do it. Mm. I mean, they, they've got other things that they do to us, right? Like, mm-hmm. they trip us up in other ways. That's why, you know, we don't have as many witch doctors. I'm not saying they don't exist, and I'm not saying that demon possession doesn't happen here. Uh, I absolutely 100% believe that demon possession happens still to this day. Um, we don't see miraculous healing most of the time in this, this country. Um, there's people who have testified to limbs growing back in other countries. Oh, wow. Um like before their eyes, like seen it, mm-hmm. like, and I mean, I I can't confirm or deny that. I mean, I think God is big, and I think that He works. He is willing to move in ways that we can't comprehend if we believe that He can, you know, if we allow Him to. Mm-hmm. And so I think in this country we've gotten so far away from the idea of the spiritual world that that we're not even tempted a lot of times in a spiritual way we're not tested in a spiritual way by by the 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 actual enemy that we have you know um it's all material and so that trickles over into our worship that that trickles over into the music mm-hmm. that trickles over into our mindsets in the midst of a worship service like uh, we're more worried about about what we're having for lunch than what the Lord has for us. And I'm, I'm sorry to say, like, I'm sad to say, and maybe, maybe even like use this as encouragement, like turn, turn what I'm getting ready to say as encouragement, but Matthew, and I've been harping on it a lot lately. I know, I know, but maybe you just need to hear it, right? Maybe you just need to hear it. Matthew seven talks about many will say unto me that day, Lord, Lord, have I not have, have, Many will say unto me that day, Lord, Lord, um, have I not prophesied? Have I not prophesied in your name? Have I not uh, cast out demons? Cast out demons and done all these great things, you know? And he'll say, you know, depart from me. I didn't know you. And that's specifically those people in the pews, in the chairs in the church. Yep. That's not the people that are out there in the world that aren't coming to church. That's that's that could be you. Listening to this podcast, this is this is a call. This is a wake up call. Like, are are you one of those people who is just doing good works, but not getting to know the Lord? Like, mm. that that's an important piece. You know, um, are you doing church stuff just to do church stuff? It's part of the reason why I stepped out of of some of the things that I was doing was because it was frustrating me because those things I was doing because. I did them like it wasn't because the Lord was calling me to do them, you know? And so, um, like, are you falling into that spot? That's, that's something I, I, I mean, there's, there's a challenge, right? Like 
look into what what are you doing? Are you in a place where the Lord will be like, yeah, well done, good and faithful servant? Or are you going to be one of the people that he's like, I didn't know you? You know, I, I didn't know you. You may have you may have dunked in the water, you know, you may have gone to church your whole life, you may have memorized all of scripture, but I didn't know you. You know, we didn't walk together. You know, we didn't do life together. Like, which which person are you in the congregation? Like are I I that's it's something that I feel like could be used as a weapon. But that's not what I'm I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to scare anybody. But man, maybe we can get behind that and make that our passion. Maybe we start doing church like I'm not gonna be that guy. Right. I'm gonna be the guy that Jesus knew. Right. Like I feel like that's the piece we're missing. I think that bridges a gap between Jesus loves you and fire and brimstone. Mm. You know, is that is that, man, I'm going to be the guy that Jesus knew. Mm. I'm not just going to try to know him, but he's going to know me. Mm. And and not in an arrogant way, but in a way that just transcends even love. Like, just, just he knows me, and he's going to say, well done. Mm. Like, I just, I walked with him, you know. And so that's my challenge to anybody listening. Uh, and this is, that's how we'll wrap this up is, 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 I challenge you. Are you sitting in the pews or the chairs in the congregation and complaining about everything? Have you made life about you, but think you're a Christian? Man, I challenge you. Uh, are you pursuing Jesus so that he knows you? Or are you doing trying to do good works or trying to just get your free pass? Um, and that's a self-reflective thing. And I, I urge you. I, it's not a challenge. I urge you to earnestly seek out within yourself which you are and then change change for the better change to be the guy that is pursuing Jesus to the point of him knowing you or the girl whatever I don't want to be sexist (laughs) I love you guys if you hated what we had to say email us at thetruthresponse at gmail.com and rant and rave and tell us how bad we did and and uh, or anything at all really just please email us like mm-hmm. I know it's a bag but it, it I love hearing from you so even if that's on Facebook send us a message do whatever but it's the most important thing that you you definitely pursue Jesus to yep. the point of him knowing you yep. so God bless God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and give us a like on iTunes and Spotify so that you will never miss a show. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and make sure you tell your friends about this show. You don't want them to miss out on the truth because we are all about the truth. Thanks for joining us this week and God bless.